Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. And we did do another one this year. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside on an absolutely beautiful day in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and Detroit Tigers pitcher, Dan Petrie. I'm throwing a Tigers reference in because we're going to have a Detroit theme today. By the way, happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Did I timestamp this? Are you going to think this is an evergreen? No, I'm doing this as a Thanksgiving show. It's the 24th day of November 2016, and it is Thanksgiving Day. And let me tell you something. I hope in this weird year, this tumultuous year, this year where there's a lot of vitriol and a lot of things being said by people of all different persuasions, of all different mentalities. You know, it's just, it's been a year of a lot of tension and a lot of unpleasant things. And you know what I really hope? I hope that you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving day today. And whenever you're listening to this, I assume that you're not all huddled around the dinner table having a leg of turkey and some mashed potatoes and turnips and some cranberry sauce and saying, oh, hold on, hold on, everyone, shh, 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 Sully's on, Sully's on. Well, I want to tell you that I have, on this turkey day, I have a really, really special treat, and I'm going to have a guest on today. Vanessa Ivy Rose is a friend of the podcast. She was on the original incarnation of Sully Baseball before it was a daily show and is a former NCAA uh, basketball player, played in the NCAA tournament, is now a teacher in Michigan, and she is the granddaughter of Turkey Stearns. Now, if you don't know who that is, I don't blame you because the Turkey Stearns is a relatively obscure baseball name. You won't find them in any major league roster or any major league box score. But where you will find them is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Turkey Stearns was one of the great all-round hitters and power hitters in the history of the Negro Leagues and was posthumously elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2000. And through the wonders of the internet, I've become friends with his granddaughter, Vanessa, and we've been talking about a lot of things, both sports-related and otherwise. And I got her on the phone, and we began talking. And this is the first part of a two-part conversation I had with her. And here we're talking about her grandfather, the legacy of the Negro Leagues, and an interesting story about how she found out that her granddad was in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, please sit back on this turkey day as we honor Turkey Stearns with his granddaughter, I almost said grandson, we'll talk about that in a second, with his granddaughter, Vanessa Ivy Rose. It's been a strange year. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a really weird year. I think the two of us can agree on that. But uh, Oh, yeah, definitely ready for 2017. No kidding. No kidding. I, I keep saying to my Cubs fans, fans, friends, like, was it worth it? I mean, did, did, it, 
<laughs> Whatever deal you made to get that championship, was it worth it? <laughs> oh, we don't want to blame it on them, huh? No, I know. I know. But still, <laughs> still, maybe, it still made me crack up a little bit. It was like, oh, wow, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good th- there have been good things that have happened this year besides the Cub fans. Uh, I got my master's degree. Uh, you know, nice. being pr- purely... Purely selfishly saying something happened to me. I got I got my master's degree. Uh, awesome. You got married. Yes. What's better than that, right? I know. I know. So there's there's you know there's some positivity that happened. We got to find the positive things in this crazy year. So, um, so the uh, where are you with your family now? Are you are, are you going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with your family? Where are you now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my mom actually her birthday falls on Thanksgiving this year. So oh, wow. we'll be celebrating the birthday and Thanksgiving as well. So double celebration. Well, you know I love your family and and tell them I, I give them my give them all my warmest thoughts. It was actually a Thanksgiving blog post that I wrote that connected us way back yes. when. Like you tell your side of the story because I can blab on and on. But you tell your side <laughs> of the story of how how you and I got connected and and now we're we're great friends because of I I typed something on on my blog way back when. Well, I was so happy to see um, that you had posted a, a blog about my grandfather Turkey Stern, and you know from time to time when I'm sitting around, you know, just looking at the internet and trying to see. Uh, what information I can find about him or, you know, any clothing or memorabilia uh, that's out there in in the world, you know, just trying to track down information and everything else, Um, I came across your awesome blog um, simply from a Google search. So (laughs) just going through all of of the postings there, you know, I came across you and, and the rest is history pretty much, but I was so blown away by what you had written and the way that you had honored you know, my grandfather's legacy and the way that you use humor and you use media and everything. So it was just right up my alley and just really, you know, spoke to my heart when I read what you had written. It felt very heartfelt, very genuine. And, um, of course, the information was on point, so. <laughs> well, you said you read it to your You said you said read it to your family. For those of you who didn't see it, I'll post a, mm-hmm. a repost on Silly Baseball, but I thought, you know, I was going to write a Thanksgiving piece, and, and everyone does the whole, oh, what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to find, I had known that your fa- your grandfather existed because mm-hmm. I had written a piece about the greatest players from the Negro Leagues who never got a chance in the majors. Mm-hmm. And while researching that, the name, your your grandfather's name, Turkey Stearns, kept coming up as one of the ten greatest of all time and that we'll never know how great he was because he played in such short seasons and everything, but everyone admired him. And so mm-hmm. I decided, well, on Turkey Day, I'm going to honor Turkey Stearns. And it was at first kind of a joke, but then the more I read about him, the more I got intrigued by him. And I just, it came out, I just, I did a research and it came out. And, I, and then after I posted it, I got a little message saying that was my grandfather from mm-hmm. some anonymous person and and to sort of hit some subjects that we'll talk later on 
I said, wow, you're Turkey Stearns' grandson. I was my <laughs> first impulse to write. And, right. And you said, no, I'm his granddaughter. And that impulse is something that I have to examine about myself. Why would I automatically assume it was the grandson? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you and I started communicating, and you were on the old version of this podcast way back before it was a daily podcast. And yeah, and we communicate now mainly through Facebook Live posts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have the best ones though. I'm out of everybody on my uh, news feed, your live posts are the best so far. So I I'm enjoying those. <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep them coming. So tell us, just because I'm an egotist and because I have to make your wonderful grandfather's legacy about me, um, you you read it you you read it at Thanksgiving, you read it at the table or something like that. What I wrote? Yeah, we actually um, that year. You know, my grandmother was still with us, uh, Nettie Stearns, who mm-hmm. was married to Turkey, and um, so you know, I shared it with the family, and they were extremely extremely happy uh, to know that again, you know other people outside of our community and outside of our family are, you know, still remembering and honoring Turkey's legacy and everything that he was about. So, you know, it was a special moment for them and also um, just something that we'll always remember, you know, great memories to have. You know what's so funny about, actually it's not funny, it's, 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 it's I don't want to say sad, but it's, 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 the opposite of funny, I guess, is that the fact that you're saying that you're keeping, you're happy that someone outside your community was keeping his name alive or honoring him. And it's so funny that, I say this on the podcast all the time, that baseball exists in the past, present, and future simultaneously. We're always honoring the past. We're always bringing up, especially this last World Series, you had the Indians mm-hmm. and the Cubs, and there's all these clips of the 1908 Cubs and the 19... 19- 48 Indians and, you know, all the players in the past. Lots of black and white clips. So the past keeps being brought up. But one of the things that they also mentioned that when Dexter Fowler came up to bat, it was Mm -hmm. the first time a non-white Cubs player ever played in a World Series game. That it was the first time they had gotten the World Series before segregation. And the notion that your grandfather... Turkey Stearns was a is now a relatively obscure figure. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame and people celebrate mm-hmm. him. But if I brought up Hank Greenberg, for example, in Detroit, or Ty Cobb mm-hmm. in Detroit, or Al mm-hmm. Kaline, people know those names because they play for the Tigers and not the Stars. Right. And right. I've always said that along with the social injustice, there was the baseball injustice that we didn't get to see Turkey Stearns face Bob Feller or bat with Babe Ruth or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. to me, that is the, in terms of the, the game was the fact that your grandfather's accomplishments couldn't be measured alongside the other players of his era. And he played from 1920 to 1940. That's Ruth. Mm-hmm. That's Gary. That's Jimmy Fox. Yeah, it's Roger Boise. And <laughs> right. he should be mentioned with those names. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. Like you said, um, you know, even here when I go to the games and I go check out the Tigers games, you know, I had a, a fan come up to me one time and he was like, 
Turkey Stearns, what's a Turkey Stearns? Because I had, you know, Turkey Stearns engraved, mm-hmm. um, embroidered on my hat. You know? Right. So uh, he didn't even know Turkey Stearns was a person, you know. Right. <laughs> He's like, what's a Turkey Stearns? I'm like, what is a Turkey Stearns? That's my grandfather. But his flag is on the outside of um, the building. You should check it out. He played for the stars. You know, I gave him a little rundown, but right. it's just stuff like that, like you said, that really illustrates your point nicely. Yeah, and, you know, first of all, it's such a great, phenomenal name to have in baseball anyway. I mean, that's just such a – now, I've heard conflicting reasons why he was called Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had heard it had to do – he had a very unusual batting stance. And, right, right. Uh, I, I don't know if you know who – do you know who Gar Reness is? Uh, no, no. He's on YouTube, and he, he's a buddy of mine. And he's a, he has this great YouTube channel, and he's been on Letterman where he impersonates people's batting stances. He's called the batting stance oh, awesome. guy, and he and he's been to like like you'll see it like baseball like at uh, uh, spring training, and people will like you know like Manny. There's a clip of Manny Ramirez like yelling out to him like you know do Petroya, do Petroya, and he'll do Justin <laughs> Petroya perfectly. And I uh-huh. told him about your granddad because apparently he had the strangest kind of batting stance where he had like one foot like pointed down like a ballerina. And mm-hmm. he kind of stepped with that in a weird way. And I had heard that that was the reason he was called Turkey. He, he had, like, kind of a turkey leg. And was there, mm-hmm. was there, is that what's passed in your family, or is there some story we don't know? Well, there's two stories. That one is one that circulates a lot, and then the other one is about the way he ran. And so my grandmother would say that it was the way he ran, Um when he would, you know, around the bases, his arms were flapping, kind of like a turkey. So uh, that's what she, and she would illustrate it. She would show it to me, you know, exactly what it would look like. So um, whenever people ask me, I just say both stories are fine because um, I've definitely heard both and I've read a ton um, about both as well. But I guess what Grandma says goes, right? So yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'll lean forward. Yeah. The, the batting, uh, running the bases, and then the batting stance could be a close second. <laughs> now, can you just tell me, because I love this, that, you know, your your grandpa passed away, you know, your grandpa passed away before you were born. Right. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm, my grandpa, same thing. I kind of have this connection with the, we both have a connection with a grandpa who, you know, did a lot and accomplished a lot and yet were, never got to meet. So your grandpa mm-hmm. passed away. I won't say what year he passed away because then people will figure out how old you are, and I'm not supposed to tell people how old they are anymore. <laughs> That's completely fine. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> well, got, with age. He passed away in 19... I'm so used to act, working with actors and actresses where he said, no, I'm 29. Said, you were in movies 29 years ago. Um, <laughs> he passed away in... Was it 78 or so, 79? Uh, 79, yep. Yep. And then in the, uh, I guess it was the Negro Leagues uh, Commission, uh, the Hall of Fame Commission in 2000, uh, Mm -hmm. opened the doors to many of the stars who had been been shut out. And Mm -hmm. what was... What was the what was the family news? And that was gosh, that was fifteen, sixteen years ago. What was it like the moment when you found out that the the Stearns legacy is now 
enshrined in Cooperstown, where it belongs. Wow. Um, I actually remember that day specifically um, very vividly because uh, I was still in high school, and, Mm -hmm. you know, my family had talked quite a bit about our grandmother lived with us. You know, my grandmother lived with us in in our home in Auburn Hills, so with my mom and dad, and so we talked quite a bit about, you know, all the buzz that was going around saying that, you know, this could actually become a, a real thing, you know, and Grandpa right. could be going into the Hall of Fame. So uh, leading up to that, you know, I was in driver's training, and um, I knew that the announcement could happen around, I think it was like 4.30 or something like that. And so my mom told me before I left for school, you know, that just be on the lookout for that. And I was like, oh, I'll be in driver's training. So I'm sitting there with the uh, driver's ed teacher, and I had a weird uh, decision to make, you know, I had a little conflict because I was like, I'm not supposed to ask to turn on the radio, right, while I'm driving, you know, I'm supposed to be focused on the road, and I really want to pass this test, but um, at the same time, this is huge for my family, so I did ask him if we could turn on the radio, and I explained exactly why, I said, you know, my grandfather could be going into the Hall of Fame, they're making the announcement today, is there any way possible he could listen, and, you know, he was awesome about it. He's like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I can't believe it. So he's like, absolutely, let's turn it on right now. And it was not even two minutes later that the announcement came on, uh, and they said that he actually was going to be inducted. So uh, I did wow. have, you know, a little emotional moment, just, you know, tears streaming down my face as I was driving because uh, I was just so happy, you know, and <laughs> elated because I know how hard my grandmother had worked. She had written many letters. Right. He talked to a bunch of historians and, you know, had done a lot to keep his legacy alive and, and to preserve the history, um, you know, and had traveled various places and talked to a lot of people as well. So uh, it, it seemed like it was a long time coming, but uh, just, you know, they were so grateful. Everyone was so grateful for the opportunity, and we flew out, and my grandmother did give the speech um, on behalf of my grandfather, which was awesome. Because my mom had practiced, you know, this awesome speech with my grandmother and they had gone back and forth. And both of them being teachers and being people who do not shy away from the limelight at all. You know, they they are um, just incredible when it comes to performing or, you know, speaking engagements and teaching and all those things. So grandmother was loving the opportunity to get up there. Um, But they had this awesome speech all prepared, ready to go. And then Grandma just decided to ad-lib as soon as she got up there and uh, went completely off the script, which was not my mom's first choice. Uh, But I remember distinctly what she said, too. You know, she gets up there and she says, "Um, do you know how I feel when I look out at this beautiful crowd and this beautiful city? And uh, she said, I feel great. You know, just like... (laughs) Tony the Tiger, tiger, yeah. uh, Yeah. You know? And my mom jaw could have just dropped, you know, and hit the floor because she couldn't believe that was the first thing that my grandma decided to say when she (laughs) stood up there. But that's who she was, too, you know. She was being authentic, and um, then she went right into the speech. But it was just such an awesome time for our family and and so much love and joy and gratitude, you know, were in the air. Um, Cooperstown was amazing. They really wrapped their arms around us and, and uh, made us feel special. Sparky Anderson, of course, yeah. was amazing because he went in at the exact same time. 
and uh, he was great to my grandmother and just, you know, really looked after her and cared for her and oh, wow. talked to her like she was family. So I talked to all of us that way. That's just kind of the type of guy he was as well. So just a great experience all around. By the way, I have up here right now um, on my screen here, I have a picture of his plaque. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he has kind of this very serious look on his face. But what, but what I've learned and from what you told me that, you know, there are stories of, like, players in the Negro Leagues who were kind of free spirits and hanging out with jazz musicians and everything. And your grandfather seemed like a straight arrow. He was kind of like, you know, the Bernie Williams, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, just uh, straight as an arrow, get my work done, stay out mm-hmm. of trouble, focus on your hitting was basically everything I read about him there. But his plaque reads as such. It says, Norman Thomas Stearns, Turkey. And it says, mm-hmm. Negro Leagues, 1923 to 1941. It's, he, back then, for those of you who don't know, players jumped from team to team all the time. It wasn't like they didn't have the reserve clause like they had the major leagues that locked players into one contract. So you saw players play for, like, the Monarchs one year, the Crawfords another year, the Stars, so they kind of bounced all over the place. Mm-hmm. And... It says, one of the Negro League's most feared hitters, he had better than 314 and 19 seasons, collected six home run titles, and led the league in triples four times. A graceful center field as well. He played in four East-West All-Star games. The East-West game, for you know, that was the big, huge All-Star game that was usually played in Comiskey Park in Chicago that was the big showcase of the Negro League because all the superstars played against each other. Played 11 seasons for the Detroit Stars, also accelerating sorry, with the New York Lincoln Giants, Kansas City Monarchs, Chicago American Giants, and the Philadelphia Stars. There mm-hmm. he is. Yes. Like you said, serious demeanor. Um, it's all about business, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that the game uh, was played the right way and that he approached it with uh, the right mentality. So he was really focused on uh, making sure that, you know, he did his, his best and that uh, he was extremely focused. Um, one of the – we went to a um, – oh, goodness, what is this called? The Jerry Malloy Conference um, yeah. that came – and they came to Detroit two years ago, two summers ago. And one of the uh, Negro leaders that actually um, played with my grandfather, and he, he stood up and talked about how when they went to New Orleans uh, – there was so much going on in the city. You know, people wanted to go out and hang out and drink and party and play cards and all those things and meet women and just, you know, <laughs> everything possible. <laughs> and um, he said that, you know, being a, a rookie to the team, you know, he was a little hesitant to go out that night and, and hang out with everyone. And the party scene wasn't really his thing, but my grandfather actually uh, went up to him, kind of put his arm around him, and just said, "Hey, do you want to? Would you like to hang out with me today? You know, something to that effect." And and they hung out and talked baseball right. all night. He said. He said they walked around the park and then just came back and um, and just talked baseball and talked life. You know, and that put him at ease because he didn't feel the the peer pressure to you know go out and drink and smoke and party and and hang out with women. So really spoke to, you know, a lot of the things that I had heard already right. um, from my mother and my grandmother, but just, you know, reaffirmed exactly what you were saying about the plaque, you know, and all his pictures, very straight-faced, serious demeanor, very uh, focused and ready to go. So that's who he yeah. was. 
And folks, if you're ever in a position where if you get to meet someone who played in the Negro Leagues, just try to have a conversation with them because they're fewer and fewer. You know, it's it's really mm-hmm. an era of you know. It's a. I'm glad that the 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 you know that the league is now integrated and everything like that. But it's it's an era that of a lot of people you don't know. It's not just the superstars. It's like you don't know who the Rajay Davises would have been. You know, you don't know who the Dave Roberts, like the role players, and the people like who could have overachieved. You know, that came out of nowhere. That and that's I think one of the things that is so tragic is that you know the superstars' names are obscure. Imagine the people who are the middle relievers. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was looking, I was watching you know the World Series, and I would see a player like. Lindor, I'd see a player like Carl Edwards, and I, or you know Fowler, as I mentioned, Roger Davis and Jose Ramirez, all these wonderful players. I kept thinking, the last time the Cubs were in the World Series, none of these players would be allowed to play. Mm. I mean, just mm. and think of what that meant for the the talent pool. You know, right. what, what what talent pool are you doing if you're not going to let Big Poppy play, or Rivera, right. or Felix Hernandez, or whomever? So, yeah, absolutely. Well, look at happy Thanksgiving to you and all and all love to your family and to your beautiful your beautiful spouse and your beautiful you know, mother you. and everyone there and know that we'll 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 give a we'll have a wonderful 2017. Yes, same to you, Zoe. Definitely, definitely. Same to you and your family as well. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're able to connect. And we'll talk to you. And you what? What the hell? I'll just sign off right now. I'll save myself some. You can go to Sully. Is there anywhere you want people to follow you on Twitter or social media, or is that just for your students? Uh, that's fine. Yeah, people can follow me. I think my uh, Twitter handle is um, VT Love One Another. I'm mm-hmm. trying to spread love, so VT Love One Another. And then I'm on Facebook as uh, Vanessa Ivy Rose. So there you go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball. You can follow me on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, uh, Sully Baseball Podcast, all those, all that crap. You can email me at info at sullybaseball.com. Uh, music is by Seth Dacker and Patrick Kowiski. Um, for Thanksgiving, celebrating Turkey Day with granddaughter of Turkey Stearns, Vanessa Ivy Rose, thank you for being on the show. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. For the 24th day of November 2016, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Vanessa, what can people call me? Sully. Sully, indeed. <laughs>